how was your last week after the last yeah, i mean the brahmari was the was something like a setting point for me mm-hmm. and i think i i kind of uh, like i texted you know i've come to terms with my uh, with my ringing ears you know mm-hmm. including it in whatever is happening like otherwise i was kind of keeping it like why is this ringing ear all the time and especially after i started uh, vipassana it didn't bother me so much i don't know why it i would not even notice it but yeah. all of a sudden when i started thinking that i have to hear sound this ringing ear is the sound i was hearing a lot mm. so it started to bother me and now i just it last this the past week was a good week it was a good setting point for me okay it doesn't matter and so now i'm including it in my music so that is the best part same <laughs> vipassana i don't know if you remember goenkaji talks uh, about uh, four entrances from where you oh, can i didn't i don't remember that okay yeah? maybe Tell that me. is in sadipatana course i don't remember exactly where, where uh-huh. i heard that so sensation is one of the paths yeah. one of the entrances uh-huh so in vipassana we work with the sensations of the body so yes uh-huh nada is another entrance you know you can oh, choose I, which entrance yeah. you want to get into wow right uh, but uh, the destination is the same the center yeah. where you reach you know uh, that is all the same uh-huh how about you rekha ji how about the other two you said two and there were four two more uh, i need to recollect i don't exactly remember them but i remembered uh, these two i could remember i can look it up and uh, we can discuss that also curious that's yeah, all because in vipassana we just <laughs> only focused on one aspect which is the sensation so yeah that, uh-huh. yeah he says uh, sensation is the language of the unconscious mind sensation of the body so when we are talking we are talking in some language now we are talking in english but your subconscious mind is registering everything in the language of sensations mm-hmm. later on when you have to reproduce from your memory you have to decode it from the language of sensations mm-hmm. so any thought any feeling any emotion has a corresponding sensation happening in the body at some part each part of the body is connected with some part of the mind right uh, the entire body is uh, the mind that we discussed in our uh, one mm-hmm. of the previous sessions so how closely they are related when we are angry you know some part of the body becomes automatically stiff mm. when you are uh, mentally relaxed the body also becomes relaxed uh, so in yoga asanas when you are doing different postures they have in turn you know psychological influences also there are different layers of the being that we are uh from the physical to the etheric to the astral to the mental to the spiritual right annamaya kosha pranamaya kosha manomaya kosha vijnanamaya kosha anandamaya kosha yogas yogic language that's how you name them they have different functions so based on the functions they are named dif- uh, you know pranamaya kosha means not something separate from us they are also part of us like we say hands legs face eyes different organs we are naming them they have different functions 
but it's all part of the you same way all these different layers of the being the different subtler bodies are all part of us it's just that uh, you know uh, they are beyond our normal perception which is probably not uh, absolutely essential for the day to day living on this planet earth we we have we have limited ourselves uh, to experience certain things in this life you know but uh, the subtler aspects we can have glimpses or you can even fully understand then the whole purpose is you know said then there is no point in continuing so at this point the limited but we still have that uh, uh, curiosity to know that is the search all about yeah. right but the moment we start searching we are moving away from that because uh, that is somewhere something that is right there and now right so uh, it's all about uh, turning inwards and uh, yeah i was i listened to a couple of uh, the, the sharings you already did in that uh, group whatsapp group mm-hmm. the talks so i was actually some of them i was surprised some of them i probably have already told and uh, Yeah. yeah that's how i i took this practice also but i never uh, learned it or heard it from someone it just mm. came up within me that way about the you know connection of the chakras and the swaras uh, mm. and the different colors the colors of the rainbow vibgior uh, violet indigo blue green yellow orange red that's from top to bottom from sahasrara you know all the seven chakras the colors are correlating with the uh, rainbow colors right there all these separate pieces of knowledge i would say which has come about and then starts to come together i mean all i'm a very beginner student of music or yoga for that matter but uh, these thoughts have come in the past like how, and i my mind works in correlations somehow everything i feel like it feels good if you start correlating oh this also makes sense in my path or something like that mm-hmm. so music came that was probably one of my big pulls into drupad for example because i was you know searching through yoga and pranayama and whatever little i knew and the first time i heard my guru perform they sang a kriti called um it's it's a kabir bhajan basically jini jini bini chadariya okay and it the first antra itself will say uh, art kamal dal charkha dole you know they're talking about the shwas and the and the you know ida pingla they're talking about the chakras the wow i mean that's what just drew me totally in mm-hmm. and and then from there this whole thing about how do the notes relate to chakras and and things like that have occurred but musicians do music they don't don't want to deal with this all you know foo foo stuff right mm-hmm. <laughs> it's good to get this confirmation and the other thing i think the sanskrit letters and all of that this lady was talking about that was also touched upon briefly in in these drupad sessions and i couldn't quite not understand it would be touched but not expounded Mm-hmm. brain keeps tracking like what does that mean how does it relate to my body like somebody some rishis you know dashtas saw this 
oh, how how do you really make sense? So this girl, this lady was talking about everything in the spectrum. And then I think, I don't know if you saw the, the ones I sent yesterday. Then there was this gentleman who from UK who was... Yeah, yeah I saw that, yeah. Yeah, so I think all of these things are, you know, good searches, I, I believe, you know, mm-hmm. good to at least go through once and, and make something right. settle down. Yeah. Nice, nice. I haven't watched it yet. I haven't watched those videos yet. Mm-hmm. I will do it today. I'm also mastering one and a half speed. <laughs> I was told you can hear, listen to these things faster. Mm-hmm. Right? There's so much to do in life. So I go one and a quarter, then I go one and a half. If they're very slow, then you can do one and a half. It's faster mm-hmm. too. <laughs> well, actually, I made them slower. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Yesterday I was trying, I, I mean, I have heard in other music practices that they call it Barakhadi, where they will do a, a, e, e, u, u, like they will practice each swara on that. And then they start with ka, 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 ka. Mm-hmm. and then they will put the, all the vowels on ka, like ka, ka, ki, ki, ku, ku, ke, ke, like that. So uh, since now it's a you know newfound confirmation, I would say not that I had never heard it. Mm. I just found it very fascinating. So you know even when I'm you know we were driving or something, my mind's going like just to see where the vibrations are coming. Mm. So it's, um, it's it's been interesting, I would say. And in terms of um, uh, practicing Brahmari, most of the days I was doing it already, but now the focus has become little bit different mm-hmm. so um, i am feeling a lot of sensations in my like above my neck mm-hmm. uh, and like if i wake up early morning or if it's quiet then it's just a constant buzzing that keeps happening just trying to fix the focus on the right to to see just uh, because it's a conscious effort otherwise it's ha- happening somewhere and you keep mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. i think yeah that that's what this these sessions did uh, focusing on, uh, you know, not just, for me, it's not just the right side. I'm kind of focusing on right and left and most of the time right. But then I feel like sound comes from the left too. And, you know, a lot of, uh, a lot of getting, getting in touch with uh, whatever sound you hear. Yeah, that was a good observation, you know, how it is uh, connected with the breath. What is happening yeah, with the breath I, when you... Yeah, I don't know if it is real or whatever, but mm-hmm. that's how... Like when when the focus is when the when the fo- when the focus is on the right ear, and then all of a sudden automatically the breath was changing. It just takes a few few seconds or few minutes maybe, and then I can feel that the breath changes as I focus on that ear. So I was, yeah, I still have to kind of. Um, what do you call experiment with it maybe mm-hmm. <laughs> and see what what this is but at least i'm able to integrate it now it doesn't feel like it is away from me it's like you know as if i want to put that away and uh, it it is it's okay now it just okay. doesn't matter yeah. yeah the connection with the chakras and the bija mantras right in uh-huh. yoga each chakra is associated with some uh, bija mantra like yam mm. for the anahata, right? Mm-hmm. 
if you see with your eyes eyes in the sense not just not necessarily the physical eyes you know there are uh, different levels of uh, seeing different levels of hearing uh, it it looks like a particular color but if you look at the chakra through the ears you will hear a particular sound mm. you know mm. so it's from where you look at it from which door you are looking at it it will appear uh, like a sound it can appear like color uh, so you might have heard the popular story where you know five blind people were trying to know an elephant mm-hmm. uh, so one person said it's like a broom one person said it's like a, you know a pillar mm-hmm. uh, yeah. but the elephant as a whole nobody has seen so they are they are, they are seeing from what they perceive mm-hmm. right so we are seeing everything from uh, fragments we are not seeing uh, in, in in its totality and people uh, you know argue okay this is the truth this is the truth mm-hmm. uh, but the actual truth which is is you know uh, you can you cannot uh, talk about it you cannot tell what it is you can only experience you can only know the famous vedantic example of uh, sugar the sweetness of the sugar you know you can taste it but you cannot tell how it tastes uh, mm-hmm. you know how you can tell it is like something else maybe sugar is like honey you can tell but uh, uh, that is not you you cannot really convey that experience of sweetness to another person right like mm. that last time we were discussing about japa yoga right right some master suggest okay this is the only way so to a bigger group that's how you can address you cannot uh, directly take to the you know uh, subtle dimensions uh, same way all this uh, like music ch- chanting all those things can help to create the atmosphere and you know uh, all those things but if it is needed definitely slowly we will uh, right come to that right. absolutely now more about understanding what it is and you know sharing each, each other is uh, i am also learning from you all so it's a group it's a satsang again <laughs> yeah yeah um radhika sent a message saying that she is unable to hear the audio Okay. and i said we are all able to hear it hear you okay okay yes so, it's better now ma i'm able oh, to hear better uh, now? when i join back again uh, it's fine oh, so thank you oh, good. i'm sorry about it uh, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, no problem i'm glad you are able to hear yeah it says it says you are muted but i still can hear yeah. you <laughs> <laughs> true we could hear that's what i was thinking the same thing it says muted but we, yeah. we were able to hear you yeah video has gone video not there um <coughs> 
so we will chant uh, om together uh, seven times okay i forgot to tell you like you wanted the bramari recording of mine right so from that uh, that day's recording i i have it already but only my side is heard in that one i will share that after uh, today's discussion i'll share that yeah i actually um, yeah that'll be good to get your um, get your recording that's yeah. okay but i think i slowly graduated from the place that i wrote that message to you that last week mm-hmm. <laughs> i think i had trouble and uh, i was thinking how oh, what is this it doesn't it doesn't sound the way you know <laughs> you are your memory was you know different sounding slowly i'm graduating from that place but i like to still have your recording yeah, yeah. it is part of the discussions and it is there Uh, yeah i went back to it but i'm hearing what i'm chanting i wanted yours alone so okay. uh, so that's why i was that request was so we'll start with the om chanting seven times so when you chant om we will uh, do it uh, starting with the a syllable and slowly closing your mouth and u will come and then close your lips the ma sound with your mouth mouth closed okay so i will show you one time you can watch Ah. That's how you do that. Have you done this like that before? Yeah. Okay. So you can close your eyes, focus on the sound, and chant the Om with the. Uh, starting from a syllable so all the three syllables approximately of uh, equal length mm. you can also simultaneously try to observe which part of the body is reverberating you don't have to imagine anything just observe whatever is naturally there take a deep breath in ah Take your time to take a long, slow, deep breath in again.
can gently open your eyes now this is the mudra that you use for bramari with your thumbs you close this ear lobes okay you know just press from outside with the thumb okay. these four fingers on the face like this okay okay then you slightly press harder the yes these four fingers are very gently placed and then just by closing like that you do the humming sound like mm like that then take a deep breath again start to hum like that so you can do the bramari mm-hmm. just uh, do maybe like seven times count and do the bramari and then sit in silence just meditate for so you know maybe seven minutes we'll keep it as seven number so were you able to do the bramari properly yeah bramari happens uh, because it's just a it's a habit that i've been doing so about i'm finding is i think last couple of days suddenly it's like you know how the big temple bells ring not one but multiple mm-hmm. and then when you start focusing and then it just alternates between more like a cricket sound the same you know okay and it just keeps going from one to the other back and forth okay yes um i also wanted to add like i i was when I, after bramari when i in that silent meditation um again i was uh, the same experience of the sound and the breath it can, it was exactly like that like the way i had been experiencing but i also noticed um today there was some kind of a uh, attention that was on my scalp on the top of my head and it just felt like as i breathe in take a deep breath the scalp was coming together and then when i was breathing out the scalp was like as if there was a movement in my scalp with the breathing so i all these things i think i have to kind of understand whether there is some imagination i don't know what it is but i've never i've never sensed it this that even in vipassana because we pay a lot of attention to breathing hmm. in vipassana but i've never i know that in vipassana we have a lot of sensation that starts in the head and you know it goes you know all yeah. that so uh, vipassana yeah. is a totally different technique uh, we should not compare uh, two different techniques oh. that's why in yeah. vipassana goenka ji always says don't mix other techniques with right. uh, vipassana exactly right okay so yeah. uh, you don't you don't even uh, try to connect both or you don't have to okay. watch the sensations or anything yeah. you don't have to focus on that you you might feel the sensations that is natural let uh-huh. it be but uh, our focus is mainly on the sound in this uh, technical yeah, practice I I was going to ask you that hmm. because my mind automatically goes to sensations yeah that happens I, yeah uh, so the different sounds that we hear the bell sound you know the cricket sound these are all preliminary sounds that uh, hmm. pop up when you start to observe so you are talking about uh, after bramari when you sit in meditation right yes yeah it okay. is not during bramari you mm-hmm. hear just your sound right and uh, you know now i can slowly localize you know where that sound is coming from and how that sound ends 
um, uh, you know, and the, the breath, how it is connected with breath during Brahmari, but it is the silence after the Brahmari uh, that I start to notice these uh, connections between breath and the, the sound that I, ringing sound I have. And also now today, for the first time, I felt like uh, my, it, it's like as I'm breathing, the whole body is breathing. And then the scalp, there is a movement in the scalp like that. Mm -hmm. That is, uh, that is all always there, you know, these movements oh, are all yes. happening in yeah. said, we never observe them, notice observe them. Right. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, when the attention naturally goes there, that's okay, fine. Again, you can try yeah. to bring it back, uh, you know, to the sound. Right. To the sound. Yeah. yeah. After Brahmari, you can, uh, for the next week practice, after the Brahmari Pranayama, like, uh, seven times you usually do right or even more whatever the count or you don't even need to count for some time for few minutes and then uh, continue to hold the mudra the shanmukhi mudra mm. okay uh, initially the hands might hurt because you are holding mm -hmm. this posture position like i told you you can take some support you know for the elbows just rest them so that you can sit longer I used to, like when I practiced, uh, what I did is, I sat like this and I used my own knees to support the uh -huh. elbows like this. So whatever works for you, it doesn't matter. The purpose is to plug the ears. Uh -huh. right. So did you, did, did even after... Um, the Brahmari sound, you're saying to continue the mudra? Yes. Oh, yes. Even while silence, during yes, silence? Yes, yes, I see. Okay. And continue to listen to the inner sound. Whatever sounds naturally you hear, you focus your attention on that. Naturally, mm -hmm. mind is absorbed to sound. Mm -hmm. See, we are talking right now. Suddenly, you will hear some music. The attention goes there. Mm-hmm. Right, so sound has nada has that uh, power of like a magnet, you know, attracting the mind. So and uh, it makes it uh, stay on that. Naturally, mm. you will be focused. Some other objects of meditation, maybe the breath or you know, uh, chanting or something, you can easily get distracted. The thoughts can carry you away. But nada is not like that. Nada absorbs the mind uh, so powerfully. Mm. So that's why this technique is. Uh, told us, you know, an easy mm. method to focus the mind mm -hmm. compared to other techniques. So two questions I have. One, uh, so different uh, like yoga teachers or different systems of yoga will say this mudra for Brahmari a little bit differently. So some will say to, to hold your first fingers on the Agnya and then this way and then some will say down. So is there any significance of one versus the other? Yeah, it's better uh, not to touch the Agnya <laughs> at this oh. point, uh, you know, uh, it's better to keep it on the above the eyelids. Okay. And there's no pressure on any... No, no pressure, just uh, gently placed. Even if you don't place the four fingers, you just pl plug the ears like this for the other fingers folded also, it will work. The purpose is to uh, close the ears uh, and uh, close the eyes also. Nose okay. we cannot close. 
we have to keep them partially <laughs> open. Right. Yeah. And the other thing, somebody else was saying to use these earplugs. I don't think that's a good idea to use all those props. Not needed, yeah. you know. We can do this the traditional way. And also take it anywhere. Like I feel like if your body can do uh-huh. something, do it anywhere. No bahana. Like, oh, absolutely. I have this yeah, yeah. So continue to hold the mudra and uh, continue to listen to the inner sound through the right ear. Focus is to listen through the right ear. So initially the cricket sound might come. After some time you might start uh, hearing the bell sound. When you start hearing a new sound, switch your attention to the new sound. Sometimes the mind will go back and forth. It will again start hearing the cricket sound. That's okay. But uh, the new sound might be subtler. It will be you know smaller, feebler. But uh, you switch your attention to the new sound. The new sound will emerge uh, more powerful eventually. It will become louder and the older sound will slowly diminish. So when the mind becomes sharper and sharper, you start hearing the subtler and subtler sounds. Mm-hmm. That is what is happening here. When you, st- when you start to meditate, when you focus on an object of meditation, here it is the sound. The mind is becoming sharper. Like in Anapanasati, before, before Vipassana, you practice Anapanasati, observing the natural breath. Why mm-hmm. are you practicing that? That is to sharpen the mind. Mind, yeah. The mind needs to be sharp enough to penetrate deeper into the subtler realities. So that helps this meditation already, you know, doing the Brahmari, then listening to the inner sound, that makes this mind subtler, sharper, and the new, new sound will emerge, subtler sound will emerge. You focus your attention to the new sound, just stay there, focused. It won't be hard, it will naturally, you know, it's a totally new sound you are listening from within, which you have never heard before, you know. So... <coughs> As you keep on focusing, as you continue to meditate on the new sound, a new sound will start to emerge. Another another new sound. Now it was the bell sound. The bell. Something something subtler, something new is coming up. You just look at it, start listening, start observing that one. It will become louder and louder. So gradually switch your attention to this newer sound. And the other one will slowly diminish. Sometimes it will go back and forth. That's fine. Uh, Whenever possible, you try to look for the new sound. Don't imagine anything. Don't imagine what sound you will hear or anything. Uh, You know, from our readings or talkings. Just whatever you naturally hear at that point of time. That is what you have to give importance to. Mm -hmm. And the other one, uh, the uh, bell sound will say it diminishes. The new sound you started hearing. As you keep on continuing to meditate on this new sound, uh, again, you know, another new sound will emerge. That means the mind is getting even more sharp. Uh, You are able to hear even subtler sounds from within. This is all Anahata Nada. So this is how you progress in the technique, practice of the technique. the, The goal is only to focus on the sound. Nothing else. Yeah, the no technique sensation. technique is uh, only That's, to focus yeah. on the sound. Okay, okay, I have to practice that. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. even even this um, meditation we did after Brahmari, um, I didn't even think about the sound except the ringing. You know mm-hmm. that was automatically. 
mind went there. But then I was more looking into some sensation that was happening. So I, I think I need to regroup myself to do this type of, uh, go in this type of meditation, yeah. Yeah, once the mind is sharp enough, then later on, even without using the mudra, uh, just by sitting with your eyes closed, you will be able to hear the subtler sounds. But generally what happens, some outside noise and all, uh, you know, it can distract us. So this helps at the initial yeah. stages. And also I think the, the two fingers on the eyes, when we, when we have that, it, it makes it completely dark. Yes, Otherwise yes. there yeah, is ambient yeah. light that makes right. it. Yeah. So the sound actually feels much more, uh, the Brahmari sound feels sharper when the eyes are, you know, when the finger is on top of the eye for some reason, hmm. rather than when there is light going through the... Yeah, yeah, yeah that is right. So, Next week we can start uh, reading the text, Nadabindu Vinishat. I will have my hard copy also. I have been ordered. I got one. The second book that you had mentioned, I got that one uh, on, uh, okay. on e-reading, which I started reading last night. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah. Okay. I did uh, some uh, workshop long back about uh, astral traveling. Uh, astral travel is traveling out of the physical body consciously. Uh, mm -hmm. So when I attended the workshop and uh, I was trying the technique, I was practicing. And at that time, you know, a book popped up from nowhere. I got, I found this book somewhere on, on the street somebody was selling in India in Madras, uh, mm -hmm. it was a very small book about astral travel, some, some foreign author. Uh, so it was just to the point, you know, just the right technique, how you have to practice and just the needed information was there. And that really helped me actually. So same way, you know, uh, we never know the Upanishad can take us. So bit. when you learned uh, with your, with your Guruji, so the, the Upanishad was not brought up? Uh, it was there. That's the time when I got introduced to this one. Then later on, I lost uh, the text. You know, I didn't have the book. I, oh. Yeah. While but I was, I lived in Rishikesh. When they were teaching the Nada Yoga, they did not bring up the Nadavindu? No, 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 no. He just he mentioned did. about the book and I found this in uh, Rishikesh Divine Life Society. It was Swami Shivananda's diction. Oh, okay. He's written some really good books. Right, right, right. It might be still there in the archives, but it's hard to, you know, look up. It's very big archives. I searched, yeah. but I couldn't find it there. But uh, Amazon, it is there. We just Googled and... I was reading the reviews on that first book that you that, uh, that you talked about. And somewhere it said that the person could not translate the whole thing. And so some of it is translated and some of it is just in Sanskrit. Yeah, our I translator... Yeah. Our translator is our experience, uh, you know, nobody else. <laughs> so <laughs> we don't have to worry about that. We have the original scripture that is well and good. Yeah, I, I think it's in that book, Dhyana Bindu, part of it apparently when she was translating, she passed away. So oh. part of it is translated and the rest is not translated. That's oh. what the preface of the book says. Okay, okay. Yeah, but Nada Bindu, part of it is translated. The Dhyana Bindu, when she was doing it, it is uh, it's one of the Swamis they refer to in uh, from Australia. She has traveled a lot. I forget her name now, complete name. Uh, but she is she's also from Shivananda. Uh, mm -hmm. 
lineage, yeah. The book that you sent. I was just glancing through the book and uh, it, I think it needs a lot of guidance to understand the mm. book, uh, mm-hmm. the way even she has written it. Okay, okay. But the progression is nice, progression is good. And also the other book on practice, that, that kind of is much more, uh, I think, little easier to understand. But the, the, the Swamini's book, uh, it's a, yeah, need guidance to understand. Hmm. So the technique as such, pretty much, uh, you know, we have covered uh, in these few sessions. Now it is more about the practice and, you know, experiencing it. Om Purnamada Purnamada Purnamidam Purnamidam Purnat Purnamudachyate Purnamudachyate Purnasya Purnamadaya Purna